What's going on, everyone? Welcome to episode six of season five. I'm your host, Kurt Field. And it is the childish Brundino. Kurt, hi. I'm happy to be back. How are you feeling? I'm good, brother. How are you? Kurt, I'm great. Uh, we had a little hiatus, if you will, last week due to a variety of things, um, namely the fact that Kurt was Nantucket living and Bruno was not Nantucket living, but still living. Um, Kurt, you had a looked from the outside, like you had an absolutely fantastic time in Nantucket. Can you confirm? It was fantastic. It's the one week a year really where, you know, like 13 of us, family members, cousins from all over are back. And we just, let me tell you, Bruno, we have ourselves a time. We have ourselves a time. Um, I don't think I have consumed more alcohol <laughs> in a one week set span than this past week. Let me tell you, Cisco Brewery was hopping, and we were part of that. And Kurt, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong here, but I'm pretty sure you were promised free Cisco Brewery for life after getting a tattoo on your ankle. And did they fulfill that promise? Your boy got two free drinks this time. Okay. Not as many as I would have liked, but okay. I was like, you know what? They're like $15 drinks, so I'll save the 30 bucks. Yeah, sure. No, I mean, anything helps, right? So that is awesome. Bruno, I do have to tell you, though. Yep. So usually when I'm at the brewery, they have – I'm a, I like beer okay. I prefer mixed drinks. Their mixed drinks are banging. Their beers are pretty good. There was So Cisco Brewery has like three huts is the wrong word, but like small buildings. One okay. for beer, one for cocktails, and one that's like mainly wine. Oh. I never really venture into the wine one because like it's just not really something I'm interested in. However, however, there was in the wine building a... Uh, like a slushy machine. Oh my of a, god! Of a pain, something called a painkiller. I've never had one of those before. It was like a pina colada on steroids. The rum, the rum frozen drink that is the painkiller. It has relieved me of all my pain. Oh that my was god. the best drink I've ever had in my entire life, and I think I had about twenty-eight of them between the three days I found them. Oh my god! I'm so jealous. The fact that you all you, you could have stopped that slushy, and I still would have had that same reaction. That sounds literally incredible. I'm so jealous. I, I like when I tell you all the pain is gone. All the pain is gone. You were probably gone too, but as well as the pain. Oh. Bruno, let me explain something <laughs> to you real, real efficiently. I was blitzed the entire week. Listen, what uh, what covers your no? What's the term in NFL? You blitz. What do they call that? Like just a uh, fire drill or whatever. Like it could be cover zero. You could be cover zero all out blitz. <laughs> yeah, all out blitz. That's what you were. You were running the all out blitz defense the entire week, or maybe it was offense. I don't know. <laughs> in Madden, it's like you remember that play in Gage Eight where it's like yep. you only have three defenders and eight people rush. That was me. I was in that Gage was, Eight the entire you were all week. 
Oh yeah, it was all. That's awesome. And did you go? Here's the extent of my Nantucket knowledge. Did you also go to the Chicken Box? That's the only other Nantucket thing I know. Yeah. So my cousin Austin, um, he's the youngest of our group, but he is probably one of the more outgoing individuals of our group, and he. He goes with some of his friends sometimes. Like usually our family only goes once a week, but Austin usually goes twice a year because he goes with some friends for something called Fagawi, which is oh, like this yeah. big sailing racing event. But no one really goes to watch the sailing. They just go to get hammered. Um, and so Austin is like, listen, you have to go to the chicken box on Monday. Monday box. Nope. So let me tell you, we went to the Monday box this, <laughs> Monday box this past week <laughs> or two weeks ago now. The DJ could have been the best DJ I've ever listened to. It was lit. The chicken Let's box go. was on fire that Monday. It was a great time. So shout out to Austin for the recommendation because otherwise we probably wouldn't have gone. Bruno, also, I'm 27. I feel like I am old as shit sometimes. I'm like, wow. I used to do this all the time. Like, I don't know how I used to do this. And I was hurting. But the chicken box and the painkillers brought me back to life. There you go. You found the combo, Kurt. I can I can relate to the feeling old part of it as well because I, sometimes I like even just dipping your toes back into what you used to do, and then just like you, you stop for a second, you're like, Jesus, why do my fucking pores hurt? Why do my bones hurt right now? Like, why am I so tired? Like, what the fuck? Everything is sore, and also yeah. <laughs> like we put in some long days. Like we we if I could go back, we probably slept a little later than I would have liked each each day, and it kind of took us a little bit to go get to the beach or whatever. But like. I think this bothers like not bothers that's the wrong word but like Abby and stuff when I go to like the beach with Abby's family it's more like we're chilling like we are enjoying yeah. the sun we're enjoying the water my family it's like what fucking games are we playing yeah. are we playing spike ball are we playing can jam are we playing cube it's like you your boy's a big boy and like I was all over the I was diving for spike ball that's I was well. feeling a little sore until the painkillers and the box there it is there it is Kurt you found the cure that you needed um that's awesome that sounds like a dream glad you were living up somewhere to uh to the fullest there kurt from games on the beach to games on the course also i have to ask you about how the uh golf outing was there is a a gathering of gamble all-stars to to engage in some golf sadly i could not make it i had something come up that i had to attend to but kurt from bird's eye view uh how did that go because we got a text from you at some point in the week and you were like fellas I have no idea where I am. Just tell me the address and I'll be there on Sunday. And so I guess my first question is, did you make it there? Your boy made it. I'm (laughs) so glad I did. It was a blast. It was so much fun. Um, So when we did it, we played 18 holes. We played the first nine. Everyone played their own ball. Like a little warm-up. little warm-up. Everyone go, you know, early early on a Sunday morning. Like, let's just go knock it around a little bit. After our nine-hole warm-up, gauntlet was thrown down. Little, little little match so basically it was like dave by himself from the tips i mean dave's playing the toughest the farthest tees back brett by himself playing the normal tees but brett is also very good and then a threesome of uh steve dill and captain chris and then me and ant were a team love that (laughs) dude so (laughs) dave put these teams together it ended up being like ant and i both played way better playing our own ball. Like we didn't okay. play as well as we probably would have liked to on the back nine. But basically, long story short, Bruno, everyone tied the th- the four groups. Everyone finished at plus two for the Damn. back nine. Ant buried this like fucking fifteen foot putt to, to make us tie. Otherwise, Holy we would have been plus three. So we ended up birdieing this last hole. But like every, it was so fair. It was so even. That's crazy. 
I mean, it was just an electric time. And then we had transfusions after and we got drunk and it was fantastic. We didn't get drunk. We did. It was really like two drinks. Right. But we had a good time. Um, so did you. OK, so I have multiple questions about that. Number one, shout out to Dave, because that sounds like I mean, I don't I guess he's just a pro, but like that's crazy. You split up that evenly. Did you like was there any talk of a tiebreaker? You're just like, I guess it's plus two for us all. Yes, there were talks of a tiebreaker. Uh, but we were all so fucking hungry. That nothing, <laughs> that's great. Nothing else that's matters. Fantastic. That's fantastic. Okay. No, listen, that's fair. And I guess that's like, you know, you don't have to worry about like who type it. Well, actually, sorry. No one knows any, and no one knows anything because you guys are all just playing for the spirit of the game. So, um, never mind. There would never be any worry about who would owe anyone anything because you just owed each other a good time. So strike that from the record. Um, and then also my second point, I've actually had transfusions before, uh, only one time. Uh, I went to uh, an event in North Carolina in the past, uh, and it was very fun. I was at a golf course. Shout out, Brett. Um, love you, Brett. And I had transfusions there, and they were good. So I've had them before. I, I've never had the painkiller slushy thing, which I literally, now I'm going to be obsessed with that. I'm going to need to like replicate that somehow. But I'm glad the transfusions were good. Next time we are in person for a podcast, we are doing the podcast with transfusions. I mean, with uh, painkillers in our hands. Oh, oh my God. I will I make fucking say I less. Yes. Um, what's funny is that we're not specifying what pain codes you're talking about, but that being said, Kurt, that's a great idea. So, uh, yes, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Appreciate that. um, Kurt, obviously some other stuff to, to talk about here. Um, one of my all time weirdest pivots of things that I've done last week, I didn't do anything crazy. I'd go to Nantucket. I'm not on your level there. I need to get on your level. Obviously I don't golf. So I also need to figure that out at some point in my life, or maybe I'll just be a tennis guy who knows. Um, my create, I don't have anything close to as crazy as you, Kurt, but Kurt, let me tell you. In one of the most randomest decisions I ever made last week, you have no idea what I'm going to say. And it's like, you would never guess because like, why would you, this is something you're going to be like, Bruno, why the fuck did you do that? And I'm like, I don't know. I have a friend, Christian. Uh, we went to UConn together. He's sport management major. We go to a lot of concerts in the past. We went to a bunch before COVID since COVID, we haven't been going to as much because you know, we're getting older and you know, we're more busy and stuff. He texted me on Thursday or before Thursday, but for Thursday of last week being like, Hey, do you want to go to concert? No idea what he was talking about or who. I was like, I don't even know who's playing or who's around. Kurt, went to Mohegan on Thursday night. Do you want to hazard a guess? Uh, you'll never guess, but do you want to hazard a guess who I saw? It? Like, it's it's a band you're going to, it's a band and you're going to know who it is. You just would never guess that that's what who we went to see. Weren't the Jonas Brothers just playing? It, it, that's that's the right direction, but it's not the Jonas Brothers. <laughs> it's not one direction. You said, direct, one direction. <laughs> you said direction, and I was like, one direction, but no, they're no, not a band that. anymore. Yeah, Bruno, I don't know. Tell me. Uh, I maybe you know them, Kurt. Maybe you don't know. You're definitely gonna know them, Kurt. Fucking five seconds of summer. Went to a five seconds of summer concert at Mohegan last week. It was one of those things where I was just like, I don't know. I, like, I wanted to hang out with my friend Christian. He had tickets. I was like, I like these guys in 2014 when She Looks So Perfect came out. And that was the extent of my five seconds of summer knowledge. So, Kurt, not going to lie to you, it actually was pretty solid. Like, I didn't know most of the songs. But, like, the last things I remember were She Looks So Perfect and then that sad song, Amnesia, which you would probably know if it played. I do skipped, have that song, I think. Yep. I would. I skipped maybe 10 years of their albums. And then I, I had heard like their latest album, Kurt, they were a great fucking time. They, it was a great time. So I found myself at a five seconds of summer concert, Kurt, that was the night. Oh, there you yep, go. Yep. I found amnesia. I found it. Yep. So they played that and I was like, holy fuck, this brings me back to like, I don't know, high school or early college. Kurt's given it, uh, for those who can't see Kurt right now, he's given amnesia quick listen. It's a blast. Oh my God. Right? I forgot completely <laughs> about this song. I know. So I went on a little five seconds of summer, like kick, 
recently just because I was like, oh, shit, I forgot these guys existed. Interesting. Um, so I know it was good, dude. Completely random. Again, I was just like, I don't know why I'm here. But Kurt, quick, funny story before we move on there. I'm at the concert. First of all, the warm up to Five Seconds of Summer was a band called Meet Me at the Altar. Guarantee you've never heard of them because neither had I. Uh, <laughs> it was just a wild group of three women who like started a band together in high school and now are opening for Five Seconds of Summer. That's not important, Kurt. What's important is that was Patriots at Texans. We're sitting at Mohegan because we had we had seats next to the stage. We're sitting there, maybe at the altars playing. I'm not caring, obviously, because I don't know who they are. I'm like, oh, shit, the Patriots and Texans are on because I hadn't originally thought of that. I turned it on three plays before Mr. Tank, whatever the fuck his name is, makes the catch of the fucking ear against the Patriots in the end zone, Kurt. I was I just turned to Christian. I'm like, why does every team we play have a random fucking fourth string receiver who fucking is never going to do anything in the NFL ever again, make literally the catch of the decade against us. I was so pissed. So I turned it on for four plays, three of them, and then the, the catch, and then I turned it off. It was such a bad game <laughs> to so watch. So you bad. didn't miss anything. However, Tank Dell, uh, I wanted to draft him this year. He's going to be very good. He's a rookie. <sighs> Fine, Kurt. I guess if he's going to be good, that makes it a little bit better because then it's like, okay, they're actually good. Usually it's guys who just go on to do literally nothing after. And it's like, well, why the fuck did you catch that against us then? Um, so we'll see. Uh, anyways, Kurt, uh, I guess there's a couple other like sports drama shit going around. I don't know how much you've been paying attention to the news. You see all the shit with the blindside stuff, dude. Bruno, I've seen it. It is freaking wild that what's going on. So, uh, why don't you give the people who probably haven't heard a little rundown about it? Because I have some thoughts after. Yeah. So most people know the book and the story of the blindside, Michael Orr. I don't forget how you say his name. If that's right. O H E R. Um, or he was uh, a massive left tackle who basically the story goes, he was taken in by a, uh, a, a husband and wife, uh, adopted or so we thought question mark. Um, he went to Ole Miss for school. The family was Ole Miss boosters, had a good career, made it to the NFL, made a decent amount of money. I think 30 something million in his career, just kind of like it was build as like an uplifting success story and that's what we had pretty much thought of at this time the movie has sandra bullock in it, it has some big people in it obviously it did fairly well in the box office and most people know the movie and again it was a good book comes out this week that apparently he, michael or is pub coming public though he is releasing a book right now so we don't know like how much that ties in but basically came out and was like the parents put him in a conservatorship which when i think of that i think of like britney spears and child stars who just get no money from all the things that they do um and basically, he didn't profit off of the movie whatsoever. And the whole family, like all those, the mom, dad, and their biological kids got like tons of money from the movie and from agents and all this sort of shit. And then I guess they came back recently and were like, that's not true. So crazy. Like, I, know, I don't think anyone was expecting this to like unfold. But like now that it is like, holy shit. No, it's crazy. And like, I'm very interested to see what happens because like, it's going to be a legal battle. Yeah. I think for me, and I'm... I don't know where I side necessarily, maybe on the blind side. Uh, um, I guess I'm curious why now for Michael Orr. Like, yeah, he's out of the league now. Yeah. Uh, the influx of money might be a little lower. I'm wondering, like, you know, I don't want to. I don't want to sit here and be like, you know, I don't want to do that. But like, basically, right. like, I'm I'm curious, like, timing of it a little weird. If the Tui family did actually tell Michael Orr. Hey, we're adopting you. Sign these papers. He didn't read the papers, and it was a conservatorship. Yeah, uh, that That's is wild. the most fucked up thing I've ever heard in my entire life. So, mm -hmm. 
if that's the case, uh, I hope all the bad things happen to them and they give Michael Orr the money he deserves. Um, with that being said, like the blind side, I mean, it did great in the box office and like per, on a personal level, you know how like in high school, if you do summer reading. Yeah. Oh yeah. That was a book at my four years of high school that I read every summer and I oh, used every go. summer for summer reading. <laughs> that's hilarious. Um, uh, but it's, it's very interesting and I don't, I don't, I'm, I am interested to see how it plays out because I guess he wants the rights to some of the money from the movie. Like he's like, this is my story. Most of it is bullshit. Give me the money. Which like, again, kind of a fair ask. I don't know yeah. if he was or wasn't paid. We'll find that out. But like kind of a fair ask. Plus it had long been said that like in the movie, the way he was portrayed was like dumb and like had never been good at football until right when they started coaching. Like again, so it's his story. It's not even entirely accurate in the movie. I think what he's asking is fair. It will be interesting to see how the facts play out. So I, I, I don't think anyone saw that coming. We were no, definitely didn't see it coming. I, I, I think what's interesting too is like basically for for Michael Orr, like you said, like they portray him as like this. He can't read. He can't write. He's not good at anything. Um, which again, he came out and said like that's not true or whatever. And then Michael Orr kind of started this whole thing in motion again recently. He he puts out the first statement saying. This is what happened. The yeah. Tui family is pl- like played me or is currently playing me still. And the Tui family comes out out of nowhere and they're like, hold on. Like he just threatened us by saying if, they, if we don't give him more money, he's going to like paint us in a bad light. So it's like a lot of he said, she said type things. Yeah. It's very, you know, kind of catty here. But like there's a lot of money on the line for for two parties here. And it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. Yeah, I agree. And it's it's kind of sad. Like, it's sad that it happened. It's sad that there was this conservatorship. And it's sad that, like, that's just another example of just people doing shitty things, assuming that that's actually what happened. So, uh, crazy, Kurt, a couple more random, or not random, sorry, a couple more, like, current events going around. You, I assume you didn't see Portnoy at the chicken box on Nantucket, but I'm assuming you did see the Barso news that happened where uh, Barso got bought by back by Prez for a dollar. One dollar, and he's never selling again, he says. <laughs> Which again is it's cool hearing him say that. Uh, there you go, wearing the T Borne shirt. Obviously, the reason he's never selling again is because if he does, Penn gets fifty percent of the profits of the sale, which was you know. So he's leaving out that part of it, which you know is a pretty big detail because that was negotiating the contract. Uh, I think it's cool that they get creative control. Sucks that they can't do sportsbook stuff because Penn negotiated in the in the sale a non compete. So that kind of sucks that all of a sudden all this sportsbook stuff they can't do anymore. But he bought back a massive company for a dollar and now they have full creative control. So thoughts. Well, what's just so crazy to me is like Dave Portnoy sold his company for $550 million (laughs) Mm -hmm. and bought it back for one singular (laughs) dollar. The profit margins, Bruno, are incredible. (laughs) There was just a story. Did you see Prez's tweet from like two days ago? Uh, maybe. Which one are you talking about? Uh, the one about Robert Kraft. No, actually, I didn't see that. What it break okay. the news to me? I'm going to read it to you. Okay, Dave Portnoy. This was two days ago at 9:21 p.m. Okay. Quote: I have to tell the story. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> oh. Howard Stern was at an Ed Sheeran show. I introduced myself. He naturally had no clue who I was. Mm. Bob Kraft interrupts, says, how many guys do you know sold their company for $500 million and bought it back for a buck to Stern? Stern says, no one. 
Kraft says, well, now you know one. Oh. Then after Kraft turns to me and says, us Boston guys need to stick oh. together. Moral of the story, we're winning the fucking Super Bowl this year. <laughs> That's fucking incredible. <laughs> incredible. Oh, my God. I, I mean – we all know Preds. Hopefully that like wasn't embellished. But if that's if that was anywhere close to the truth, first of all, that's hilarious. And second of all, listen, us Boston guys do have to stick together. That's just a fact. It's we just we have to. There's no choice. We have to. That is so funny. Uh love that from Prez. Love that from Mr. Kraft. Uh Kurt, the opposite of guys staying together, this last kind of current event topic we got, James Harden. Uh, once again, in shocking fashion, doesn't like the team he's playing and wants out. Did you see that wild video of first of all, a video came out of James Harden? talking about the Sixers, maybe the not the background you'd expect. He was at an Adidas camp in China, talking to like Chinese camp people. Uh, sorry, that was the wrong way to say that. Kids like at his camp in China. What the fuck? And then he's just basically going like, I, I think they're just hyped to see him. And he's like, oh, just so everybody knows, Daryl Morey is a liar. I'll never be a part of an organization with him in it. Like what? I guess <laughs> how it went down is like they were like Q&A. And like, oh, okay. how do you like being on the Sixers? He's like, Let oh, me gotcha. Okay, I messed Daryl Morey. Not playing for him ever fucking again. He's a liar. Here's my thing. Here's where I stand with this, Bruno. Okay. okay. I have no doubt Daryl Morey or whatever is a, is a scumbag. I have no doubt. Mm-hmm. The way I think about James Harden right now is what I thought of Taylor Swift 10 years ago. Oh. Look in the fucking mirror. You <laughs> are the problem. It's like oh. you are a career loser, Yeah, James Harden. You sure. haven't won anything. In your sure. f- entire fucking career, you are a whiny little bitch, mm-hmm. and every team you go to doesn't win, and you are the problem. So <laughs> he might have to say whatever he wants about Daryl Morey, but yeah. at the same time, homeboy, look in the mirror. And that's all I have yeah. to say with that. I hope he goes to the Western Conference. I never see him again. Yeah, I mean, it's true. He It's tough for him because, again, even KD, it's been awkward a little with the trade stuff, and even Kyrie, obviously, we, we don't like Kyrie, but they've at least won championships. So, like, not that that's all what it's about, but they can at least be, like, we're championship-winning players. Harden has won the Strip Club, Club championship, maybe. Other than that, I don't know. So Yeah, he does uh, enjoy that. He yeah, enjoys he does that. enjoy that. Um, Kurt, uh, hopefully you were enjoying some good things that you watched. I don't know how much you watched at uh, Nantucket, but you maybe you've watched some things before then, during then, after then. Kurt, we're rolling right into Watch of the Week here. I can lead off because uh, mine is going to be less of a surprise. I don't know what yours is, but mine I previewed on the pod. I think I said this like two or three weeks ago. Maybe I don't know when I said this, but whenever the trailer for the Johnny Football doc on Netflix, which is really was just like one episode. It wasn't really this super, super long thing. Um, whenever that came out and I saw it on Twitter, I was like, I need to watch that. And that's my watch of the week. I think it's called Untold Story. Kurt, obviously we were a lot younger for the Johnny Football days because that was like 2012, 2013, 2014 era. So like, you know, we were high end of high school star or high school college-ish like around that time. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of the stuff that I knew. Like, I don't know how much you remember from Johnny Football era, but like him going into Alabama, beating Alabama at the time was, you know, before the Georgia rise recently and before a lot of the stuff, that was like unheard of. So I remember that. I remember the Heisman shit. I remember him just coming out of nowhere. But the story, the, the doc was pretty wild. Like, you know, again, I would encourage everyone to watch it. I don't have to do a whole summary of it. But like they start in high school days where essentially he just didn't like – practice much and just dominated he had like 75 touchdowns in one season which what the fuck how do you literally there was a newspaper article that and then in college again he just like made it so big and started signing autographs and getting a shit ton of money and he would just go like he was flying to like hang out with drake 
courtside at NBA games, buying a new car every week, all this crazy shit. And people like, I don't even remember at the time, like people were like, I guess he's just doing that. And then he got suspended by the NCAA for half a game. And then he kept playing after he was clearly at the time, there was no NIL. He was clearly fucking signing autographs and making tons of money. And then he went to Cleveland. He got drafted. He fell in the draft, got drafted by Cleveland. Kurt, they said in this thing, which is fucking wild. He played his whole first year in Cleveland and he was struggling and obviously dealing with a lot of shit. They checked his iPad watch film time and it was zero hours and zero minutes and zero seconds. He just did not watch a single drop of film, which probably explains both how he was doing and also how he actually played out there. But crazy doc, it goes through a lot. There's a lot of ups and downs and like, it's kind of weird that it kind of just, it ended the last like 10 minutes talk about like his struggles and it didn't even really end on like a high note. It's just kind of like he's dealing with some shit, but like, He's still here. So it was a great, it was a good doc. It was wild to see like the rise of him at Texas A&M. I would recommend. Um, do you have any like thoughts on Johnny Mandel as, as so, in general? I uh, haven't watched it. I plan on watching it. I've just been too busy with other things. I'm on a suits kick. I can't fucking stop watching oh, well, suits. That's, that's um, but I guess I have one question about it. Okay. So I've seen some stuff on Twitter or Instagram just kind of documenting or highlighting just how the nightlife and the partying and the drugs and the money and the not practicing hard and practicing hungover and having fourth string quarterbacks piss in a cup for him and yep. have it not watching any film. Is he remorseful about it? Because like homeboy had all, he had like all this shit laid out for his future and he, it all went up in smoke, but I really truly believe he has nobody to blame but himself. So like, if the documentary kind of paints him in a light that is like, I fucked up and I regret it, then I would be more inclined to like Johnny Manziel. But if it's like, no, nah, I did this, I don't really care, I I will still continue to dislike him. I'm, that's an extremely fair point. And that's talked about in the documentary, too, about like how he had everything he needed to succeed and like it didn't turn out the way he wanted. He didn't really come across that remorseful to me. I'm not going to lie to you. Like he was definitely admitting like he was like, I fucked up. Like he's like, he would admit it. Like, oh yeah, I did that. I did that. Like, he, you know, when they said like the fourth string was pissing free in the cup, he kind of just smirked and was like, yep. And so like, there's a lot of that. Um, they do kind of get into some stuff going on. Like you do, they showed like scenes I hadn't seen of him like arriving back from the Alabama game. And it looked like the most chaotic people were just grabbing at him from across the fences. Like it looked like scared, like people were cheering for him. It just looked like you know, being a celebrity, they showed like how crazy it could be. They also talked about how he was diagnosed with bipolar disorder. So like, that's obviously, I guess, a part of this too. But yeah, I mean, I agree a lot of didn't it. Like he like, didn't not to like be morbid, but didn't he say like yeah. he like tried to commit suicide or something? Yeah. He said he bought a gun and then months later, as he was spiraling, he went on a $5 million bender. He just tried to spend as much money as possible. And they showed like the party that he was doing. And then his plan was to take his life after that. And he just, in the dock, he's just like, yeah, the gun just clicked and didn't go off. And to this day, I don't know why it didn't go off. That's what he said. So wild. Like, and obviously Holy like, shit. yeah, like, you know, so it's like, you do kind of like feel for him in that way. But also I completely agree. Like in the, at the end, dude, he's like hang out with his friends. Like the whole scenes of him, currently in real life are like he was just hanging out with his friends back home not doing anything drinking beer and like playing golf with his dad so it's like again like there's a little privilege in that too where it's like he could make all those mistakes and fuck all this up and still he's just chilling and not really working so like yeah again i i don't know exactly what he's going through clearly he's still like healing of some sort but i completely agree like he was his own biggest enemy in this sense completely like he could have had it all 
yeah that's and it, yeah that's annoying but whatever i'm sure i'll yeah. watch Definitely yeah good talk good talk kurt you're watching the week if you have one i do uh it's hard knocks it's Ooh, back okay i'm a big yep. hard knocks guy um there have been some really good ones like the cleveland browns actually had a pretty good one a couple of years back with that big fat offensive line coach oh who went viral <laughs> and his whole stomach went up it was hilarious um but uh i could not get enough of the lions last year i thought it was just such a such a good season of hard knocks um and obviously this year hard knocks is the new york jets and that had come with plenty of speculation the jets wanted no part of it uh but the nfl forced they can force you to do it uh if you've missed the playoffs for like four straight years you are automatically in the running uh what side note if the patriots miss the playoffs this year they'll be in the running next year and i can 100 percent being like Fuck you! You're on hard knocks, and Bill Belichick being like, "I will blow the facility up," like, but that I would also be so sick. But as anyways. much as I'd love to see Bill fight the entire NFL, I would also love to see the Patriots on hard knocks. So I don't know what I want in that one. <laughs> I, I know, but with that being said, like, I really do think like hard knock being on hard knocks is like a, a severe disadvantage to your team, like. They don't show like your your schemes or your, the whiteboards or anything like that, but like I don't know, like there's some stuff that I feel like if you pay close enough attention, like you're you're getting something like Aaron Rodgers snap counts and the way he does them. I'm like, mm, like would I think Bill would blow his brains out if he had to yeah. let people see this? Um, but here's what I'll say about Hard Knocks this year. There have been two episodes. Episode one, nobody could dick ride Aaron Rodgers' dick harder than. NFL films did. I mean, Shocking. it was fucking insane. Um, so, I mean, Aaron Rodgers, he's our savior. He's so good. The way he throws the ball, blah, 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 blah. Aaron Rodgers. Episode two, a little different, a little <laughs> different of a spin. Okay. Uh, basically, sim- you know how I think I was, oh, it wasn't on this podcast. It was on uh, one of my other friends' podcasts. We we're talking about like the and the offensive line problem in the NFL. And now nobody has offensive linemen. And right. basically, episode two is the New York Jets are like, we have a really fucking good football team. We have receivers who are getting paid $10 million. Two receivers are getting more than $10 million a year. The reigning offensive rookie of the year, a seven-time Pro Bowler, Super Bowl MVP, Aaron Rodgers. And we fucking suck because no one can block. So basically, it's <laughs> like Aaron Rodgers is like, can we fucking protect? Can we fucking protect? He's just going crazy. Um, yeah. And I'm like, hmm, are they already imploding? Um, mm. So it was a little bit different. Episode one's like, oh, Aaron Rodgers is our savior. And then episode two is more like, Aaron, we're really sorry. <laughs> we can't block. Like, block yeah. free. So I'm interested to see where this goes. Because, again, like, I think the Jets have the chance to be phenomenal. And I think they have a chance to potentially win a Super Bowl. Like, I, like they have the talent. I have, I have a top five defense. They have all these guys on offense. And just as easily as I can see them win the Super Bowl, I could see them imploding. Like, I don't see them having a middle of the pack year. I, they're either going to be fucking awesome or fucking a train wreck. And I, I hope for one. I do hope for one. But <laughs> I'm not convinced. But Hard Knocks is great. They do a great job of the show. And it is. I have two more comments. Three more comments. Number one, Robert Sala and whoever the defensive coordinator is, I hate both of them more than anyone on the planet. They both fucking oh. suck. Okay. Uh, Clinton Williams, number 95, the big nose tackle defensive tackle who just got paid for the jets could be the most likable human being on the planet. Like, I just want to be his friend. I just want to give him a hug. Like he 
is one of the best defensive linemen in the NFL, and he will fuck you up on every single play. But he just seems like he's the guy who went viral, who sneezed, and then blessed himself. And then said, I remember saying that. Yeah. So he, I just want to be his friend. And that's all I have to say about that. Nope. That's not all I have to say about that. The defensive coordinator, Bruno, took a shot at Bill Belichick. Like, I'm reading that article right now because I didn't see episode two. It's saying he he didn't he's making fun of do your job. Making fun of do your job. Well, you can make fun of it all you want. Bill has six fucking Super Bowl banners, and you have you're the Jets. So it was do, wild. Do, quote do my job. Is that good enough? Fuck no. Uh, do my job earned the Patriots six Super Bowls. So <laughs> come again. His thing was like what he had some mantra for the Jets. It was like some fucking curse word. I don't, I don't know. I fucking hate them. So I don't know. Yeah, fuck them. Um, definitely rooting for their downfall. But yeah, Hard Knocks has been good recently. It went through a really bad stretch where it was like, this is not only like teams that no one cares about, drama that's not exciting and like just hard to get invested in. It went to like last year, Lions was good. And then so far, the Jets has been interesting. So uh, definitely can agree with that. And I watched episode one, haven't seen episode two. So I'll catch up probably at some point. Um, cool. Well, Kurt, a uh, couple watches of the week there. I guess the next watch of the week preview i've been doing a watch of the week preview i don't necessarily know why i've been doing that but i have my watch of the week preview is going to be as i quickly google here whatever the next Patriots preseason game is kurt do you know when that is off the top of your head uh no. i got it saturday august 19th which is this saturday packers patriots at oh yeah that's right we're doing joint practices with green bay yeah patriots at the packers saturday at 8 p.m so that's my uh watch of the week preview uh not that i expect that game to be great but you know It'd be nice for us not to have a catch of the decade against us for once. LFG, baby. Um, Kurt, that brings us to, I don't even really want to do this anymore, Kurt, because I thought I had a good draft last week or last episode. The, the, the numbers did not support it. I think, Kurt, people just like you better than me, which is fine. It's not a surprise. Kurt's a popular guy. The town of Granby is behind this podcast, and I'm not from the town of Granby, so I'm not necessarily surprised that uh drafts involving the field family are not going my way but kurt at this point what do i what am i even doing here uh maybe i should just pick for whatever draft just the worst things i can think of and see if i can somehow beat my percentages from two weeks that i tried maybe i should do that so bruno here's the thing i had a couple people dm me about just because i was surprised remember i told you i was pissed like i was like you won this draft like the fact that you got Which i thought you were just doing out of pity but then looking back and i was like i thought i had a good draft i guess not the fact that you got wendy's five guys and duncan really bothered me because i i wanted all of them and yeah. you i mean mcdonald's i don't really like panera i don't care for it all but like i thought you had the better five here's the overall consensus for why people i think went with me People agree that Chick-fil-A is just so dominant. Okay. That's fair. People love Chipotle. And I guess I misinterpreted this, but like the love that people have for Taco Bell is fucking wild. Like mm -hmm. I don't think like I'm okay with Taco Bell. I think it's great drunk food. Like I would not I would not choose Taco Bell sober. Apparently most people would. So yeah, and that that's fair, Kurt. And I those are things I had kind of known. It's honestly one of those things where those three are just not places that my friend group usually goes. They're not always on my periphery because it's like that those three aren't the places we're usually going. I feel like I knew that those had a, a, a decent fan base. I think the other part of it that hurt for Chick-fil-A was that wasn't even on my list because like I said, there were, we didn't even have one close to us in Natick growing up and there's only one that opened like four years ago uh, in the town next to us in Framingham. So honestly, Kurt, that's fair. But you know what? Fuck it. Maybe I'm just going to... 
we're doing candy this week. Spoilers. That's what the draft is, which is going to be exciting. I, we both of Kurt and I are big fans of candy. Let me just pick the worst fucking candy of all time, Kurt. Kurt, my number one pick. I'm not going first. This isn't real. My number one pick, fucking Twizzlers. That's my number one pick. I fucking love Twizzlers. I don't. They're disgusting. Fine. Mine's Tootsie Rolls. Like, woohoo. <laughs> woohoo. Um, so, Kurt, I'm still going to try. I'm, I'm all talk. I'm still going to try. But, Kurt, at this point, the over-under is 0.5 of drafts I'm going to win because I, I haven't won one. So that's the over-under. That's where I'm we're at. taking the over. You're going to win one. Well, we'll see. So, Kurt, uh, I got my – I mean, it doesn't matter who goes first or second because you always win. But just to keep the shenanigans of a uh, fair draft, do you want to call? I have – you can see my screen. It's kind of shitty. I mean, obviously, the audience can't. Right now, it's on tails, and I'm going to hit flip again. Do you have a – heads or tails? Do you call? Bruno, no. I called it last time. I said heads. I was wrong. You're going to You're going to pick this week. Okay. Well, I'm going to pick tails. It's flipping. You can see it. It is flipping. What I is can't it? see it's heads. Classic. It's heads. I lost that too. Lost the coin flip. All right, Kurt. So uh, you do you want to go first? Do you want to go second? Your choice. I'm going to go first. I Not surprising. All right, Kurt. Uh, win the draft. You've already won. But just you, it must be nice to have a stress-free draft where you can just say whatever words you want and you win. So, Kurt, wherever you want to go, the world is your oyster. With the number one pick <laughs> of the candy draft, Team yep. Kurt selects Reese's. I, that's what I was going to take too. So again, that that probably just won the draft, which I'm not surprised about. But that's a phenomenal first pick. Thank you, thank you very much. It is just an elite combo of peanut butter and chocolate. Um, Kurt, I think when we do these brands, you get any variants of Reese's. So like, obviously, we know Reese's is the standard like two cup. You can buy them in two. But like, if you have any other variants, I guess that you like, maybe give them a shout out. You know those small Reese's pieces that are like. Uh, like the smaller ones, the bite-sized ones, I love those too. Um, have you ever had the white Reese's? The like, I don't know what's called, white chocolate ones? Those are kind of solid every once in a while. So Reese's is good. Yeah, I've had those too. My favorite candy bar is a Reese's Fast Break bar. It, oh, yeah. Really good. Also, sorry, but the Reese's Christmas trees and the pumpkins are elite. Those are there. Oh. There's more peanut butter. <laughs> I, I've only ever had one of those, and I think you know which one of the ones I have. So. I do. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Bruno, get, hit me with your next um, one. Or right, your first one. First, first two, actually. That was definitely, yeah, that's true. Great first pick. I was going to take that just for the record if I had first pick. Kurt, there's a lot of good options. I feel like, A, there's a shit ton of candy in general, but there's just a lot of good options. So it's not like I don't like my first couple picks. Kurt, this isn't going to surprise you either. My first pick, M&M's. Again, a little bit classic. Maybe not as flashy as Reese's. Maybe not always like you know, as, as star studded as Reese's, but M&Ms are classic. There's so many kinds of M&Ms. So like so some people are like, you know, some people might pick M&Ms just because of one specific kind. Like some people love the peanut M&Ms. Some people love the, there's like uh, the caramel ones. There's the whatever I'm, I'm, I, all of a sudden I can't think of the different kinds of M&Ms. There's just a lot of different kinds that people like. My, f- no, that's a good first pick because it's so diverse. It's so multiple, like the Patriots defense. Yeah. Um, I think my two favorite kind of M&Ms are pretzel and caramel. Pretzel. That's the one I was trying to – I couldn't remember pretzel. But, yes, pretzels for sure solid. There's probably not a lot of M&Ms I don't like, honestly. But caramel, low-key good. It's like the dark blue and, like, red accent package. Those are, like, low-key good. I think people don't don't put enough respect on those. Those are, like – sometimes I choose those over the other ones. Let me tell you, I don't know why they hit so hard in the fall, but they hit so hard in the fall. They fucking hit. Um, Eminem is up here with the truck six. So Kurt, Eminem is my first pick. Kurt, second pick. Again, it's it, this is up there. Um, you know, I, I was thinking about what the directions I wanted to go for candy, and like you can go all one type of candy, you can go diverse. D- 
on my list, what stands out to me, number two, Kurt, Sour Patch Kids. Big Sour Patch Kids guy. Um, there's a lot of different kinds. You can get just the watermelons. You can get the different kinds of Sour Patch Kids. I feel like that's something at the movies I always get. Maybe that's why I think of it, because that's like a movie theater candy to me. Um, big Sour Patch Kids guy. They always had them at UConn, so I would always get them when we go on our famous, our literally world-famous uh, monster and wake bar trips. I would sometimes get Sour Patch Kids, too. So, Kurt, Sour Patch Kids is my number two. Bruno, that's a good one. I love Sour Patch Watermelon so much. That was pretty high up my list. So I think that's a, yep. a very solid choice for you. Uh, Thank you. Bruno, I mean, not that it matters because you won the draft already. But Kurt, your second and third picks. Uh, I'm pretty happy with the way the board <laughs> fell, Bruno. I like M&Ms a lot. Um, but they they probably would have been lower for me. Um, okay. It's interesting for me because I, I really like Reese's, obviously. And that's like a, a chocolatey candy bar type of type of deal. But I feel like more sure. more times than not, I if I'm having candy, I like sweet candy. Um, okay. So, Bruno, with my second pick, I'm taking Skittles. Skittles I is elite. Love Skittles. Also, the elite. purple pack, the wild berry. Wild berry. Insane. Also, I think you were with me when I lost a bet at Gamble and had to eat the entire big bag of sour Skittles. Oh, my God. And I came to that. work the next day with 48 canker sores in my mouth. <laughs> those those sour patch Skittles. Well, I remember as a kid, I used to eat those no problem. But that's one of those things as I've gotten older. I have like two of those. I'm like, all right, I'm fucked up. I can't have any more of these. So respect. <laughs> no, it's just <laughs> re-two-pecked. I do not really vibe with the sour Skittles anymore. But Bruno, I'm sticking with my third pick with another sweet flavored candy. Okay. It's a newer type of candy. Okay. I, maybe that was me lying. It's newer to me in the last, call it a year. Oh. Nerds clusters. Oh my God. Those are so good. Or just, you can take nerd. Like you, you get nerds, but like, that's a part of like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's fine. I don't like yeah. nerds. I don't like nerds ropes. I like the nerds clusters. The clusters those, are so good. Dude. <laughs> They're the most addicting candy I've ever had. I, if you bring me They're the big, so if you bring me the big bag, I'm gonna eat the whole thing. So don't bring me yep. the big bag. So that's my third pick, Bruno. Kurt, that's a great third pick. Um, again, like I said, I feel like there's a lot of elite options up here. Skittles are elite. Nerds were on my list too. So uh, good options. Not that it mattered. You, again, you could have picked Twizzlers, Tootsie Pops, there, and you still would have won. So who cares? I'm just gonna throw that in as many times to make Kurt feel awkward as I can. Um, hopefully, I'm doing a good job. Kurt, my third and fourth pick. Here in the candy draft of 2023, August 16th. Uh, I could go a bunch of different ways here. So I don't know if you thought about this too. There's so many different types of chocolate bars, like brands, and like I feel like over the years I've had some that stick out, and I don't like maybe there maybe I'm wrong. Maybe some people think there's a clear number one. I feel like I like a bunch of them. So I don't I was struggling to come up with one. Kurt, I'm just gonna go with my gut here. I feel like this is a classic. Twix, putting Twix at my, as my number three. I really like Twix. It's kind of funny that they've done this whole left Twix and right Twix branding thing when in reality, uh, like that means literally nothing. Um, they're the same thing. So Twix are good. Again, you could, I'm not going to name the other ones just because if you might pick them, I don't want to spoil anything, but there's a bunch of other candy bar types. So uh, Twix are up there. Bruno, I'm going to interrupt you. Twix I'm going to interrupt you uh, because I really like Twix. And yeah, I, for people who don't know me, I am top five world pickiest eaters. Uh, oh. And I had convinced myself I didn't like Twix. Had I ever had a Twix? Oh. No. Oh. But I convinced myself. And then I had one by accident, and it was life-changing. So, <laughs> so very, oh, very good. <laughs> Twix are really good. Uh, that's Kurt's way of saying good pick for now. Um, Kurt, 
I back on my bullshit. I'm picking number four in a revenge pick. This isn't like this is something I enjoy. I'm picking this because I'm saying fuck you in this draft. Mike and Ike's. Sorry, Kurt. I don't care. You're probably gonna take those at some point. Don't care. Purely a revenge pick. I mean, I do really enjoy them, but fuck you. That's why I'm picking them. That was my next pick. Um, <laughs> I knew, Kurt. I knew. Fuck you, Kurt. At least you you're gonna win the draft. At least I got Mike Nice. <laughs> Um, okay, I will go fuck myself. Little tension to the candy draft, if you will. <laughs> Bruno, can you tell the people at home uh, about my Mike and Ike addiction in college? Oh my, it was, well, Kurt, I've, I've probably said this to anyone who's asked, not that anyone is asking, but I had never even had Mike and Ikes, not because I didn't think I'd like them, just because I would never even think of getting them. And then that was one of the things you, between that and wake bars, those were the classic Kurt goes to. Like we'd be at Campbell, whether it's early in the morning, we'd need to like wake up, whether it's just middle of the day, we need a snack right before a basketball game to get through the end of the day. Kurt would always get this, the like mini packages of Mike and Ike's that the convenience store had. He was like, hey, Bruno, you want to try this one time? And I was like, holy fuck, these are actually like wicked good. Those have a couple different flavors too, but you can't go wrong with the original. And I only like them because Kurt got me to try them. So that's a Kurt. That really should have been Kurt's pick. And like, I don't care. Fuck it. I'm taking them. But like, Kurt, those are really your, that's your candy. That is my candy. I will put an <laughs> asterisk next to it in the graphic. Um, it's funny because when, you know, especially what my senior year when I was working there more and then the year I worked after graduating and you were there and aunt was there, the coffee runs, we'd go on a coffee run like around four o'clock. I don't drink coffee. I'm noted not coffee drinker. So Bruno and I would go to the convenience store and you could bet your bottom dollar that I would get three things. Like you said, the caramel awake bar, the pack of Mike and Ike's and a peace tea snowberry. Oh, and I would be on a sugar rush like no else. And it was – I mean I, this was like a five-time-a-week deal. Yeah. I, I wish the Peace Teas were as cheap as like the $1 Arizona cans. But the Peace Teas, holy shit, both the volume and how good they taste are definitely the biggest rival to Arizona. Those Peace Teas are so good. I think I liked – there was like a lemonade flavor. Like I think we usually got two different kinds. But I really liked whatever the one I used to get. Kurt, Peace Teas were elite. Really good. And also, Bruno, thank you for putting some respect on Mike and Ike's name. It's a slept on candy and more people need to eat it. And Kurt, I'm putting respect on it because you got me to try it. So that really is you, Kurt. There's a lot of reasons why that should have been your pick. But listen, am I sabotaging the draft because I know I'm going to lose? Sure. Fuck it. But alas, it is not my pick. So you know, <laughs> I'm going to round out my picks here with number four and number five. I am going to go with one chocolate and one sweet again. Okay. So Bruno, at number four, I'm going to take Kit Kat. Another good one. I very much enjoy Kit Kat. Break. Love to break it. Makes yep. it fun to eat. I don't know. It just tastes great. Do you – quick question about Kit Kat. Have you ever unintentionally or intentionally like opened it while people are around and then just taken a bite out of it without breaking it just to see what people do? Yeah, I did once and I'm <laughs> so shamed that I will never do it again. <laughs> I love it's my favorite thing to do because I'm just like fuck it. I'm just gonna see what people say. The the looks of horror that people give you when you don't break it and when you just bite right in and it's like uneven. I fucking love that. So it's I'm like a first bar if you don't break it in the square. <laughs> I yeah. can't I can't compute what's going yep. on. Uh yep. that's my number four pick, Kit Kat. Very good. Loved getting those at Halloween. Um yep. Bruno at number five because I would like another sweet uh first there's sour sour patch sweet. watermelon and you took well, you took Sour Patch and you took my Mike and Ike's. I'm a little bit <laughs> here. Uh, but Bruno, I'm going to go with one that I, I very much do enjoy. And I'm going to take Starburst. Okay. Oh, that's good. That was on my list. I do like you have a... List. Oh, I... I like my list. Oh. 
I was waiting to see if you had more to say on Starburst. Uh, my bad. Do you have like, or actually, I don't want to say it. Do you have a, a color or flavor, whatever you want to call it, of Starburst that's the best to you? Because that's a very hot topic. Yes, I do. Uh, it has changed over the years, though. Oh. There's one that I think sh- orange I hate more than anything. Orange is my least favorite flavor. Oh. Flavor. Okay. I'll rank from worst to first. Orange is last. Okay. I okay. yellow is third for me. I like yellow. Oh. I like it. It's just I like the other two better. And Bruno, for a long time, red was the best flavor for me. It is now second for me, and I just thoroughly enjoy the pink one. Okay. I was interested to see where you're going to go there because in my experience, pink has always been the best. And I feel like that's also what I've heard from others. So it's interesting that you've switched recently. I agree with you though. Pink to me is the clear best. Um, The other ones, I would probably go yellow, orange, red. I don't know why. I'm just not always a fan of the red one, but here's the thing for me too, though. Like, you know how like at Halloween you get the, the the, watermelon, the starbursts that come in like the two packs. Yeah. That was like fucking Pokemon cards. Like, what are you going to (laughs) get? Like, yeah, true. if you got like two orange, you were fucking pissed and your friend got like two pinks yep. and you're like, I yep. was, I was gypped. I hate the shit. Yep. Yeah. So that was always a good time. But yeah, I, I'm a big Starburst guy and I will let you take your last pick here because I want to talk about a few more that I have on my list. Yep. Um, what's funny is that if they don't, people don't listen to the episode, which I think some people who see the graphics don't, they're going to be like, why the fuck? Like, they're just not going to have any idea of any of the context of these picks. So I hope people are like, why the fuck did Bruno take Mike and X at four? Cause I wouldn't have, if it wasn't like related to you, I wouldn't have done that. I might've still taken them at some point, but I wouldn't have taken them at four. If I didn't know you would be taking them the next rotation, if you will. Kurt, my fifth pick, uh, which I'm fine with. I think they're pretty good. They're kind of similar to like the theme of some picks I've taken Jolly Ranchers. I've always been a big Jolly Rancher fan. Um, I think I'm completely different. Well, actually, sorry, they're not the same. I was gonna say it's different rankings than Starburst, but it's also there's different colors. I'll start because I asked you this for Starburst, Kurt. Jolly Rancher, quick rankings before we get to some of your honorable mentions. Blue, it's like blue, a bunch of space, and then everything else. You can argue that everything else, but as long as we agree the blue is the top one, I think I'm okay with it. It's not even close. It's blue and fifty feet okay. of shit. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Good. Yeah. So like, I'll have the other ones. Like watermelon's not bad. The purple one's okay, but like, yeah, the blue is by clear the best. I like, I don't like the watermelon. The watermelon one, I think, is disgusting. I like grape and a green apple, yeah. I can be in the mood for, but I have to spit it out pretty quickly. Yeah. Uh, fun fact about green apple freshman year when, you know, we were living our lives at UConn, are uh, not living at home anymore and having potentially some drinks that we would enjoy from time to time uh hypothetically any vodka flavor i ever got was sour green apple or green apple flavored and i had it so much freshman year that i just the flavor itself has just become a like i have it in my body's like it just recoils so i've ruined green apple as a flavor for me or no i can't sniff that shit that it is a terrible it is a terrible The, the, the good old Smirnoff days, Kurt. So, I do have um, one to say, though, my drink of choice, yeah. like when I was younger, potentially, hypothetically, yep. was the vodka UV blue. Oh, I don't think I ever had that. Oh, it was big up here in Granby, let me tell you. Uh, okay. And it was blue raspberry, and I thought it was going to fuck me, but blue raspberry is still like my, it is my favorite flavor. Um, it It was fucking so good but now the thought of it makes me want to gag okay i just looked it up i don't think i've ever had that it might have been i'm not saying it wasn't big near me just like wasn't my cup of tea whatever uh maybe i'll give that a try though i don't want to ruin it so maybe i won't but i it is interesting i'm intrigued there was another flavor that like 
uh, hypothetically, someone might have bought for me. I asked for UV blue, <laughs> and I didn't get UV blue, and they got me oh, salted God. watermelon. Ew, Bruno. Then I would have preferred like Rubinoff or like something smart, like so, Burnett's. It was so bad. Who puts salt on watermelons? Salted watermelon. I saw oh, it. I see it. Salty watermelon. I'm looking at it right now. What the fuck? It still exists to this day. <laughs> well, it's fucking horrible. Okay, yeah, that's a no for me, dog. All the reviews are zero stars on this. <laughs> that's pretty funny. Um, okay, Kurt. Well, respect. Uh, Kurt, honorable mentions. I really quick because I feel like you have some. Looking at my list really quick. I don't think there's a ton that stand out that I feel like I really need to give a shout out. I mean, Milky Way, Three Musketeers were also in the conversation before I picked Twix. Other than that, I think my list is kind of just eh, whatever. So what else did you have in your list? I hate both of those. Th- I hate Milky Way and I despise oh, Three Musketeers. Uh, <laughs> Snickers. Okay, so, uh, <laughs> Snickers. Yeah, Snickers is solid. Butterfinger. I'm out of Butterfingers. I like Butterfinger. And my last one is Airheads. I very much like Airheads. Oh, yeah. I Oh, my God. I honestly... I, I don't know if I would have picked Airheads, but I didn't think about those in this list, and those would definitely have made the list. Airheads are good. Do you ever uh, try to, like, I feel like my success rate, do you ever have the mystery one where it's white and you don't know what flavor it is? I feel like my success rate on guessing what it was was like 0%. I would never be able to tell what it was. Maybe that was just a Bruno thing, though. I loved it. I thought it was like pineapple. Oh, Okay, maybe this is me being stupid. I thought it was one of the flavors. You just didn't know which one. It was not one of the normal flavors? No. Oh, well, then that's why I never got it then, because I always thought it was one of the flavors. I was like, I don't know what this tastes like. Oh, so it was its own flavor entirely. Yeah, mystery is its own flavor, bro. Oh, what the fuck? Wait, was it the same flavor every time? (laughs) Yes. I'm Googling this. I don't believe you. What flavor is the mystery airhead? I'm literally, there's no way, Kurt. There's no way this was its own flavor. Oh, wait. Airhead's white mystery flavor is made with a combo of natural flavors, including raspberry, blueberry, cherry. Oh, wait. Oh, it is its own flavor. Wait. Wait, what? This is confusing. It tastes like pineapple to me. Okay, I'm getting mixed responses, so I'll have to Google this more later. But that explains a lot, Kurt, because I always just thought it was like, there was like what? There was the blue one, there was the green one, there was the red one, and there was the pink one or whatever. I thought the mystery was one of those. And green. Yeah, the orange. I thought... I thought the mystery was one of those and you had to guess. So maybe that's why I never guessed it because it just wasn't even an option. That's the funniest fucking thing <laughs> I've ever heard. There we go, Kurt. We're solving, solving a mystery today. Thanks for I do have to say my last candy-related item. I like yeah. Laffy Taffy and most people don't like it. Like it's very – either you like it or you don't. The <laughs> I should go to jail for this. The banana Laffy oh. Taffy is so good. Kurt. Are you saying that to try to help people like switch to my side? Like you're just saying you're literally just intentionally saying that to try to shift public opinion towards Bruno because that's just not you're you're being an industry plant, right? Like, that's what you're doing. <laughs> no, Bruno, I love them. Okay, uh, you're gonna see on the album artwork for this episode this week, sponsored by Laffy Taffy, because there's no way that's not a paid opinion. Um, but you know, duly write that down, and maybe let's all gather some banana Laffy Taffies for Kurt Halloween. I'll fucking take them. Let me tell you. <laughs> Kurt will take a shower with them. Kurt, that's again. I don't. I refuse to believe you're not getting a hashtag ad deal for this. But uh, you know, the more power to you. Thank you, my friend. <laughs> All right, Kurt. Well, uh, glad to see we made it through uh, everything this week in a nice, concise 55 minutes before we even started our topic for this week. So you know, Kurt, doing what we usually do and keeping things short and sweet and simple because we're simple guys. Kurt, 
We've had a lot of random topics over these episodes. You know, we like to try to end the pod each week with like an interesting thing, whether it's talking about our lives, whether it's talking about just something that we can delve a little bit deeper to. Kurt, we have a, or I guess audience, uh, we have a Kurt inspired special idea this week for a topic. Uh, Kurt was like, hey, you want to do this fun little exercise and and see what we can come up with? And I was like, sure. And Kurt said, I was like, fuck yeah, let's do it. Kurt. Do you want to let the listeners know what we're doing this week for our topic? I do want to let them know, but I also want to give you kudos before because my little brain came up with this idea three minutes before we started this podcast, and I gave Bruno three minutes to decide. Um, <laughs> but with that being said, I also hadn't thought about it. I just, We went back to look at our topic ideas, and it was in there. I was like, oh, that'd be fun. Yeah. Um, so we both yeah. in the same boat, but we are doing we're having a dinner party. Bruno and I are both having our own dinner parties and we can invite yes, sir. and we can invite four celebrities of our choosing, singers, actors, actresses, athletes, whatever the fuck we want, politicians, history people, mm-hmm. whatever, celebrities, mm-hmm. people we talk about. Um and we can invite them to a dinner party and we have to give our list of four. So Bruno, I don't know how you want to do this. Do you want to go one at a time or do you want to rattle off our four and talk about it? Um well obviously, yeah, it's not like a draft. Um and I don't well, I don't think we're going to have it's gonna be awkward if we do have uh, like both people at ours. But I think fine. we we'll might have one the same. We'll see. Maybe we we are Boston sports fans. So I don't know if that's the direction you're going or not, but we'll see. Kurt, why don't you? Since it's your idea, maybe we just go alternate. We don't need to do snake. Maybe like you say one, I say one, until we have them all, and yeah. then we can just if we have any thoughts, we can talk about it. Let's do that. Okay. First at uh, okay. Kurt Field's dinner party. Let's not fucking bury this. Tom Brady is coming, and he is sitting directly next to me, and that like. Mm. I mean, look at my room right now. I mean, it's I'm 27 yeah, years true. old. I live in like a 12 year old's bedroom. It's Tom Brady everywhere. I mean, that man is my idol from the time I was fucking 10 years old, and he will continue to be until the day I die. So, uh, Tom Brady is coming to the dinner party, and he's going to tell me everything I need to know because I have so many fucking questions. Do you actually like Bill Belichick? Did you play <laughs> footballs? Like, I have so many questions. I was actually going to ask you. I was thinking while you were saying that if I could, if I should ask you what we do ask him, but then I realized that list would take a whole hour. Like that we've been recording for 57 minutes and it might take Kurt 57 minutes to go through his list of questions yeah. for Tom Brady. Third and six, what to call? <laughs> How do you slide protection? Who's your favorite yeah. receiver? Like yeah. we could do this the entire day. You could just, you could skip all of the interesting like drama questions and just talk football shop with him probably for an hour and then be like, oh wait, so yeah, Belichick, Deflategate, all this other shit. Did Giselle cheat on you? What quarterbacks do you hate? Is Jimmy Garoppolo as handsome as he looks in person? Like I have so many questions. Yes. No, that's a, that's a completely fair, Kurt. Um, that was probably our going to be our one overlap. Kurt, it's not our overlap, even though it's a great, I have no, like, again, this isn't a draft, so we don't need to do it in a draft format. But uh, I was thinking in my head that, like, I could just go the all Boston sports route legend, or sorry, all Boston sports legends route for the dinner party. But I wanted to, like, let's pick one and then do some other areas. It was between Brady and this other pick for me. And I feel like you're going to at least understand where I'm coming from for the other pick. Brady would be fine. Kurt. Oh, you look like you want to guess, or you have a thought. I'm going to guess, but I'm not going to guess the player. Is it a Celtic? No, not a Celtic. Which I, I, Paul Pierce would have been fine. KG would have been fine. Ray Allen from UConn would have been okay, though. I would have been like, fuck you for LeBron. Um, Celtics would have been fine. Okay. It's not Celtics. Proceed. Big Poppy. Red Sox legend. Growing up, my absolute hero. I feel like not only is he just a fun guy, like everything I'm seeing from him is fun. He's also hilarious. 
the time that he didn't know Dustin Pedroia's name was Dustin for 17 years or however long it was until Dustin, someone said hi, Dustin, to him. And Big Poppy's like, what did he just call you? And Dustin was like, my name. Hilarious. He just seems like such a funny, goofy guy. I would obviously love to ask him all about like all the times he beat the Yankees in 2004, 2007, 2013, just all the clutch hits he's had. He just seems like a really fun guy. Like when I think of like who I really liked growing up, like Tom Brady was obviously up there for sure. But Big Poppy just always like made me smile. So Big Poppy is my Boston sports representative for who I would have at my dinner, not to spoil my other picks. So Kurt, uh, we don't really have to do thoughts about each one. I guess hopefully you at least appreciate where I'm coming from from that. But yeah. Yeah, I love me some big poppy. Uh, also, like people forget he got shot. Yeah, in his home in Dominican Republic, where he's like the hero of that place. Yeah. So, like, why? I know. Question mark. I know. I. So many. Did, did they ever like? Yeah, I would also ask him like, "Hey, what happened with that?" Because I feel like that was a whole story, and then people just stopped talking about hey, it. So like, I would also ask him, "Hey, are you okay? Can like, you go home?" You almost died. So yeah. Uh, what's, what's up with hit Paul Pierce? What's up with all these Boston sports legends like surviving shot like bro? Yeah. Like, really, no, calm down. We just stop getting shot. Um, yeah, Bruno, uh, my second pick. Going with an artist, not really a music artist, a singer. Da Vinci. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Picasso. Um, <laughs> yeah, Picasso. I am taking Post Malone. Oh, that's a great pick. Didn't think of that. Oh. Okay, so Posty, I have seen him on your Death Row meal. I've seen him on Hot Ones. I've seen him like on TikTok. Like, first of all, I just think he is the most down to earth, humble human being you could possibly meet. Um, I'm obsessed with his music. I'm obsessed with him as a person. And I have to give my little brother a shout out because oh, back in I was at UConn, actually, one of my, I had to write freshman year, uh, which was. Tw- 2014 that was nine years ago i had to write a uh, a story for my english class about if you could have if you could have a spend a day with one person who would it be i remember i was struggling with to think about what i wanted to write and i was on the phone with my brother he's like Ugh, mine would be post malone and i was like who the fuck is post malone <laughs> that's hilarious <laughs> he's like i don't know he likes chicken tenders and bud light and he sings good music and i was like <laughs> i'm in like hell yeah brother I, but like i uh just Connor was way out in front of that. Uh, but I mean, I'm just a huge fan of his music. He's in my Apple music replay at the top three every single year. Um, I just, I'm Stoney's with the, an album that I will just never, ever get tired of. I just, I'm obsessed with him. And Posty is coming to dinner. He seems like us, uh, like, like he's definitely gone through his fair share of stuff. But like whether it's I've seen him on Twitch before, I've seen him in interviews, I've seen him hanging out in random videos. He seems like a genuinely fun guy to be around that like you would enjoy just spending time with. Kurt, real deep cut here. Have you heard his one of his newer songs, Dial Drunk? It's with Noah Kahan. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about or not talking about. It's amazing. It's amazing. Noah Kahan also. I remember I heard whatever his most recent album was. I heard no, sorry, two albums ago. I heard because someone it was like a Connor situation. Someone told me that I was like, holy shit, this album's great. When I, I he was just like some dude I had an album of, and then I forgot about him. And then all of a sudden he's hanging with Post Malone. I'm like, holy shit, I like Post Malone. I like this guy. This is crazy. And now they're coming out with good music, and he's like opening for him at tours. Well, his last, his most recent album, Noah Khan, is fucking awesome. Yeah. Like, yeah. it is a great like. I'm gonna drive. Start at the beginning. Yep and go like for yep. us new englanders it's very it's very vermonty so northern attitude yep. is a great song so you should listen to it yeah 
there you go. So I know it's the pick was post Malone, but I had to include that as well. So great pick. Oh, I keep saying pick. It's not, we're not doing the draft. Great selection for your dinner party, Kurt. Uh, Kurt, I was kind of trying to think about where I wanted to go with this. So Big Poppy was kind of obvious. I was like, I want a Boston sports guy, Big Poppy. After that, I was like, I can go in multiple directions. I couldn't think of a Post Malone type like singer or musical artist. I tried. I looked through some songs I had. I was like, I don't know about these guys. Like, yeah, I like their music. Like, if I had thought of Post Malone, I probably would have considered it because he seems like a genuinely cool guy. Like Eminem, I, I don't really want to go to dinner with Eminem. Like, he would just be kind of scary. I don't, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. A lot of these other guys, I'm like, I don't know if I want to go to dinner with you. So, like, I don't have any. Mr. Marshall Mathers, please take your hood off. We're at the dinner yeah. table. <laughs> Yeah. Um, Kurt, I do have uh, two people from the TV slash movie industry. So those are my next two picks. I'll do one and then we'll go back to you. Kurt, my first pick, or sorry, my next pick, or, it's not even a pick, my next dinner party choice, Matthew McConaughey. Kurt, first of all, love the way he talks. I love listening to him talk. I love his accent. I love the way he says words. He's just one of those guys that like you hear him say stuff and I'm like, I just fucking love hearing that. I feel like he's a phenomenal storyteller. I've heard him on some podcasts before, like tell stories. I'm like, he's been a part of my take. Like, I just love the way he tells stories. I love hearing his accent. I feel like he has cool shit he would talk about because he's been like famous. He likes sports, even though he's a Texas fan and I don't give a fuck about Texas. He could talk sports. So Matthew McConaughey, again, he's been in some some good movies, obviously, as well. So Matthew McConaughey just seemed like a fun guy. And again, if I'm going to be talking with people for at least an hour, I enjoy listening to him talk. So that was a blast. He is a great talker. Yep. Like even his car commercials, I'm like this. Yeah. This man's pretty cool, uh, Bruno. And he can fire you up. Like he's kind of like you listen to him sometimes. And you're like I'm getting hyped. Uh, yeah, no doubt. Uh, Bruno, I for my third dinner party person that's coming over, I'm sticking in the music category. Okay. Uh, the next person that is coming to dinner, I have actually fist bumped in oh, the Nashville I, airport. Oh. And it, okay. it is, I have no idea who this is. It is Luke Combs. I don't know if I knew that. Maybe I did. I home from my buddy's bachelor party. I had seen that Luke Combs. I I was leaving Nashville, very hungover, violently ill. Uh, I was like, this is not good. Uh, I'm waiting to board my <laughs> Spirit aircraft and coming out of like, oh, the bougie God. section. I saw like, uh, <laughs> not from Spirit, obviously. Um, yeah, yeah. Lights coming in from Denver. I was like, oh, interesting. Uh, little did I know I had seen that Luke Combs had performed the stadium show in Denver the night before. And all of a sudden walking right towards me is this like Loki mountain. <laughs> well, no, he's so fucking oh. short. Oh, he's short. He's like, Oh, don't you know, He's a big boy, but he's like fucking five foot five. <laughs> he's fucking small, oh, but he okay, head fair. to toe camo down to this camo. Crotch. Oh my God. Wait, how'd you even see him? Like what I did there. <laughs> like what I did, I know you like Kurt. Kurt's giving me a disapproving look for those who can't see Kurt's face right now. <laughs> okay, keep going, keep going. And I was like, holy fuck, that's Luke Combs. <laughs> He's also surrounded by two mountain of men who are his bodyguards. Oh, I'm sure. Um, and I was like, okay, Kurt, you're never going to be this close to Luke Combs ever again. Uh, say something. So without like, the, probably the last thing this man wanted was to be like attention called to him in the Nashville fucking airport. Oh, like, quietly. God. I was like waiting in line to board. Like we're leaving. So it was pretty quiet. I was in the back of the line. And I looked at him. I was like, what's up, Luke? And he just gives me a heads up, a head nod. And he goes, what's up, bud? Fist bump. I was like, oh, my God. That's the coolest <laughs> fucking response you could ever have to someone. Like, what's up, bud? Like, so fucking good. So Luke Combs is coming to dinner. We'll talk just about that. 
Kurt, I'm kind of in awe at how like you kept your composure. I don't think I would play it as casual as that, which, but that was probably the perfect way to do it. Like if you had freaked out or like, you know, like you said, drawn a ton of attention, I'm sure he wouldn't have liked that. I think that was the perfect thing to do. just be, hey, it's up, Luke, and like let him direct the response. Credit to you for being hungover, about to board. No one really loves being in airports. You're at the back of the line and you were able to do that. That's respect to you. So, so fucking crazy. Uh, that's awesome. Also, side note. Uh, the Joe Rogan podcast. I do not listen to the Joe Rogan podcast. I don't want to get into that. But like Luke Combs was on it and I it was like an hour and 45 minute long podcast. Oh, and it just talked about so many aspects of Luke Combs life that like I didn't know about. And similar oh, similarly to Post Malone, I just think he's the most down to earth, cool human being. Uh, and I would love to like just fucking pick his brain for an hour. And like yeah. we talked about this a lot, like in my music taste, like I love Morgan Wall and I think he's great. I prefer Luke Combs. I just think he's more authentic. And I just think there's some authenticity about Luke Combs that I'm yeah. very drawn to. Yeah. Uh, don't get it wrong. I like Morgan Wall's music. Doesn't strike me as the most authentic guy. So I'm completely with you on that one. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's a good pick from you, Kurt. And again, if he, if it was quiet and awkward at the dinner party, you could just be like, Hey Luke, uh, hurricane maybe. And he would just sing it and you'd be like, this is fucking awesome. Yeah. We need the vibes. Uh, when it rains, it pours, please. Yeah. Oh, Kurt, if you're having it at your house, you could casually mention refrigerator door and then that would just cue him up. Fantastic. 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 So that's a great pick. Kurt, my next pick again, we're both men here. Uh, you know, (laughs) we're. We haven't picked any non-men so far for our picks. This is where I'm going with this, Kurt. That's why I'm setting the scene. I'm not saying we're both men here. Kurt, we're simple guys and we're men and not saying your preferences for other people. They can be whatever they want. You know, it doesn't have to be whatever. I was trying to think, you know, ladies, you know, I couldn't think of any musical artists I want. So I was like, okay, you know, if I'm having a dinner party with celebrities, I want some female representation at some point, right? It would just be kind of cool, be kind of fun. It doesn't really matter about like how they interact with other people, just me personally. I was going through a list of like actresses or whoever in my head. I don't like, you're going to, you're going to know who I say, but like, it's not, it's not like a random pick, but like, I was just thinking like, who is someone who I've always thought was very attractive or whatever. Kurt, I settled on not only someone who's very attractive, but someone who's absolutely wild that I just would love to just be like, why do you do the things that you do? It's not MGK, but it's at Megan Fox. I would love to have Megan Fox at dinner, Kurt. Not only is she very attractive, shout out to the Transformer days. I remember when Transformers came out, and I, I think I saw that in theaters, which isn't shocking. Anyone who knows me knows I talk about going to see movies in theaters all the time. She was obviously like the main... Well, the, the Transformers are pretty cool, but she was in it. And I was like, holy shit, Megan Fox. Then I don't know what happened. She took a break from stuff. And then now she's back in the news with MGK. I feel like every other day she's just posting on Instagram, just looking insanely good. But then also holding like a vial of blood being like MGK and I are sacrificing our blood to the devil today. I would just love to just, I would love to just talk with her and be like, are you a demon? Like, did you sell your soul for good looks? Like, are you an MGK sacrificing pigs in blood sacrifices? Like, I would just love, she'd be fun to talk to and just ask, like, are you Satan? Like, I would just love, that would just be interesting to ask those questions. And she's also really hot. Why are you the way that you are? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yes. So again, it's like the perfect combo of like, you're really hot. And I like that part. But I would also love to talk to you for your personality, because we're men here. And we can admit that it's more than just about that. uh, And ask her, you know, why why do you do what you do so that's my third yeah, why you do um <laughs> bro i do not have a i mean i have two females on the list that didn't quite make it for me um okay they didn't get in the club the fourth person is also a male um it's an actor 
uh, Bruno, Kyle Chandler, Mr. Coach Eric Taylor. Oh, I should have seen that from coming. Friday Night Lights. Come on down, buddy. I just think that man's so fucking badass, and he is—he's coming to chow with me. He's also been in, like, obviously that's a top tier thing he's been in, but I feel like I'm quickly trying to Google. He's been in other shit that I've seen. Bloodline. Do you ever see Bloodline? Bloodline was good. Oh, Super 8. That was the movie that I was thinking of. He was in that. That's kind of an older movie. Um, Maybe not as much now that I'm quickly Googling this, but yeah, that's a good pick too, Kurt. Um, I feel like you would just talk shop. Not You talk actual shop with Tom Brady. You would talk like Friday Night Light shop with him the whole time. That would be a yeah. funny like interaction of the two shops. You'd be like, bro, Tim Riggins? <laughs> Dope. Yeah. Yes. Um, oh, wait, that's good for Kyle Chandler. You oh. have to bring Connie Britton. Like she, like she can. Oh, okay. Well, that's kind of cheating, but uh, it's fine. she can stay outside and then we'll just switch off. Like Kyle, you go outside. <laughs> she can stay in. outside. <laughs> All right. I'll give you the combo deal. Cause honestly, in my head, when you picked that, I was like, wow, you're not having both of them. You're just having one. So that's fine. I'll give you the both of them. That's fair. Kurt, my last selection for my dinner. It's cheating a little bit. He is a celebrity. You know who he is. He's famous in the court of public opinion. He has a bunch of Twitter followers and stuff. It's not going to surprise you. Big Cat is my number fourth pick. He would just be so fucking funny, Kurt. Like, you can't even deny. He makes you laugh in podcasts and recorded shit. He's on streams doing live shit. He's fucking hilarious. And he's also the guy who will just say whatever the fuck he wants to celebrities, especially in interviews or whatever, that, like, you'd be like, I don't think I would have asked that question. He's just, hey, remember that time you, like, fucking were a big, fat fucking idiot? And then the celebrity's like, oh, wow, no one's ever asked me that question before. He'd just be really fucking funny, especially in a random group of celebrities I have. He would just be doing the dumbest shit, and I think that'd be really funny. So he'd be my fourth. Uh, Bruno, he is by far, outside of Prez, my favorite Barstool employee. Yeah. Like, yeah, this is very niche and very random and kind of yeah. fucking stupid. His oh. daily horse races, the the um, oh my god, over COVID, over COVID <laughs> got me through COVID. Like, uh, spiral ham, RIP spiral ham. Spiral ham could never get the job done for us, but like it was like it was with the magnets almost. Like it was just a fucking yes. most crazy yeah. horse. It was my favorite part of COVID. He is such a content machine, and like I'm sure he tries. Like it's not like he doesn't try, but he just kind of exists and makes jokes, and he just makes so much content that's so funny. So I think, yeah, I agree. I that think was COVID uh, is when I fully started to love him. Like when he did the uh, NCAA football when he was Coach Duggs. Oh my god, Coach Duggs, fucking wheel shark route, wheel route, shark route, and he fucking <laughs> rolls right throws to the running back. It was great. <laughs> oh my god, and he would name all of the players on the team like dumb names, like related to Barstool and stuff. Yeah, so he's fucking so funny. And obviously, you know, I love part of my take, so he's a big reason why. So, Kurt, we got a diverse group among our four. We got a diverse group. Was there anyone – I don't really have anyone that was like – I guess a couple other Boston sports legends were like close to making the list. Did you have anyone else that's like they showed up to the dinner party but didn't get in? Um, I do have a couple. So the two females who are outside with Connie Britton because she's yeah. switching off with Kyle Chandler. Um, okay. Jennifer Aniston, my first crush. Oh, classic. Classic friends, classic. So I have so many questions. I have so many looks to make. Is it a question or do you just want to look at her? Both. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. <laughs> also, like her and Were the Millers is fucking awesome. I don't know. Um, yeah, underrated, underrated, way underrated. Brad Field will laugh his ass yeah. off every time he sees that movie. Um, also, I, I had uh, Taylor Swift was on it because I like she runs the fucking okay. world. I just I have questions about like how her method. Like, what are your methods? Because she is so calculated and so precise. Is she God? Is she 
It's God. That's the first question. Hello, Taylor. How's it going? Should I call you God or should I call you Taylor? Yeah. Which do you prefer? Um, <laughs> and then I I had two more actors kind of in the same boat. Denzel Washington. Huge Denzel Washington oh. fan. Um, Denzel. And Morgan Freeman, just because I want him to narrate the dinner. Yes. That's another great voice. I was talking about voices. His voice is just fucking. That might be God's yeah. I'm not just He played God in uh, something. Well, that's interesting because I know that Taylor Swift is God. So therefore Denzel, I mean, not Denzel. So Morgan Freeman is Taylor Swift. Hmm. And Tom Brady is the God of football. So you got to, your God is the theme of your dinner. And my last one is, my last one is Tiger. My last one's Tiger Woods because I, okay. I mean, like, I don't think he'd be a great conversationalist, but like, boy, (laughs) do I have questions. (laughs) listen your dinner can be them talking and having a great time or it could just be like your time to ask them questions it doesn't you you choose what it is so sit down yeah. shut up and let me ask some questions yeah 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 he he's had a wild life uh talk about some he got famous like pretty early and i feel like i've heard people say this it's almost like he missed figuring out how to like talk with people because from a young age he was just so good that like he just didn't grow up and normally know how to like socialize and that's kind of why he comes across as like awkward sometimes in groups yeah. so uh but listen fuck it, it's your dinner party so what are you? Any stragglers? Yeah, I was thinking. I don't. I don't really have a ton. I mean, Boston wise, Tom Brady's on the list. Paul Pierce, KG. I said those already. Um, like, uh, trying to think of like Bruins. Like Zdeno Chara would be kind of funny. He's been like a funny guy. I'm Bruins are kind of my lowest team on the priority, so I don't know if I care about that. Bill, Bill would be funny. I feel like if you get Bill away from like media and shit, he'd be kind of funny at a dinner. Prez, I was thinking also on there. Um, yeah. That was kind of that was kind of my dinner party list. It's a, it's tough because I, I was saying this to you earlier. I picked these four right now. I feel like we could come back to the list and be like, I want four brand new people like that. It, narrowing all of celebrities down to four is tough, but it's not like I don't think we have good fours each. It's just like it, that. There's so many people to pick. So yeah, facts. Yeah. Hey, facts. listen for um, us not really knowing what we're gonna do for a podcast two hours ago to now an hour and seventeen minutes into this podcast. Well, job well done, my friend fucking as always kurt uh we kind of uh johnny manzeld it where we did no prep and crushed it because that was the theme of the doc where he did no prep and crushed it so uh we didn't do no prep we did some prep but come on you know it's kurt and i you know we're simple guys uh, you know whatever it is so kurt wonderful time glad we're back um we are getting closer football season so we're, we're gonna figure that out as we get closer to football season um looks like you maybe had a thought there no i was just gonna say the same thing no. football's close man Football is close. Um, I would like preseason to be over with because if preseason is anything like game number one, I don't want any more of it. So hopefully yeah. either we fucking play better or preseason just ends because I'm ready for uh, – I hope we just – who? Are, oh, no, we're playing the Eagles week one, right? I was going to say I hope we dominate week one and can have like one week where I'll dominate, but we're playing the Eagles, so maybe not. But who knows? Fuck it. Yeah, Bruno, we have to talk about this, but basically this was episode six. Maybe two more episodes of you know just talking the shit and then – Choo-choo, motherfucker. It's football season. So, But, Bruno, like going back to this, I was just talking about this with my family because they were like, how are your how are your, uh, like listens on the podcast? I'm like, we're actually getting more to the ones that aren't yeah. football related, which kind of makes sense because, like, I mean, I'm not, I'm not, you know, speculating here, but I think the female population might enjoy this more <laughs> than uh, yeah. yelling about Joe Burrow. Um, but I, maybe not. Who knows? Um so I mean, it's just it I'm so glad we decided to do this just to give a little taste of something yes. else. So yeah. And it was very fun. And I we'll talk more, but maybe a little 
in the works as like a way we could combine some of what we're doing now with some added football talk. Like again, we've we've kind of been moving towards that anyways. We we went from like every single game talking about and recapping, and we kind of shifted towards like let's pick the biggest storylines and like skip over some of the faster ones. And maybe this trend we continue even more. Like obviously we're always going to talk Patriots. That's like the core reason why we started this in the first place. But the rest of the stuff, maybe that can be worked in a little bit. But then we keep some of the fun stuff right now. I agree. So see, I'm glad we got the new demo in, Kurt. Uh, but that would be really funny if they too, if the demo was like, oh, I wonder what their draft's going to be next week. And it's just like, Browns at the Panthers. Takeaways. I know. I know. <laughs> That'd be really funny. So, But, Kurt, you know, a lot of good things on the horizon. Obviously, we appreciate everybody uh, listening. Uh, you know, I don't know if this is the record for these first six episodes, but it feels like a really long time. So we're not going to make it any longer, Kurt, if that's okay with you. So uh, we appreciate everyone. Uh, we'll figure out next week at some point. It's going to be a, a great episode, as it always is. Uh, but for now, we will see you next time on Playing the Beef. Bye, guys. Yeah.